So tonight, I'd like us to look at, uh, we, we're going to pray, uh, but I'll probably, I've titled my, the message like a question, and the question is, are you ready for victory? Are you, are you ready for victory? <laughs> Amen. And uh, as a church, we've been in a time of preparation. I'm sure you have noticed. Uh, we've been in a time of preparation for what is coming, or should I say for what has already started to manifest. Can you tell things have started to manifest? Therefore, I believe what the Spirit of the Lord has been doing is prepping us to be ready for victory. Because when things happen, when there is a shift in every situation, there are only two options. It's either you go under or you rise above. And we are of those who rise above. So tonight, uh, we're going to look at some scriptures because I'd like us to focus a lot on prayer. Uh, the uh, pastor has really been uh, uh, pumping us right from the time of Pentecost, preparing us, uh, 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 anchoring us, solidifying our faith. The teachings that he's been speaking for the last couple of weeks, I'm sure you will agree that they were not just, of course, he always, he always teaches a solid word. But you could tell that it's like a preparation for us to engage in the life of the Spirit at a new dimension. And I hope we have recognized that. Hosea 4, 6 says, uh, it's a scripture we all know very well. The, uh, for, for Hosea 4, 6, uh, 6 I'll just read the, the first part. It says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because... The, you have rejected knowledge. Is that, yeah. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because you have rejected knowledge. I also will reject you from being, being priests for me. I won't go further down. But uh, what I'm looking at here is why it is so important for us to receive the knowledge and to do what uh, or to actualize what that knowledge is expected to do in our lives. God works through knowledge. Have you realized? God, God does not work in a vacuum. He works through knowledge. The, uh, Psalms 138 verse 2, you don't need to go there, it says, you have magnifi magnified your word above your name. God himself has magnified his word above his name. Why? Because he knows, many people know his name. I mean, many, most, almost all religions uh, re reference to a God. So the power is not necessarily in the terminology God. The power is in the knowledge of which God he is. Okay. That's why his word is what reveals to us his power. Okay? And, and uh, let me read another scripture here. Hebrews 6, 9. In the Passion Translation, please. Hebrews 6, 9. In the Passion Translation, it says, 
Yes. Having said that, beloved, we are fully convinced that there are more beautiful and excellent things which flow from your salvation. Salvation introduces us to God. Salvation is our introductory to God. Because that's when we come to know, that's why the Bible says that I make you my Lord and my Savior, okay? It introduces us to God. But redemption is a complete package. You know, you can visit somebody and enter in the, uh, in the sitting room. Most of us, when we visit people, we don't get a house tour. Do you? The only person who gives you a house tour is literally somebody that you are very intimate. So we know... Usually we know each other at that base level. So salvation is good because it gives you the entry to know God. And of course, it earns you a ticket to heaven. But this scripture tells us that there are more beautiful and excellent things which flow from your salvation. There is a package, is a complete package that redemption has brought. So we are redeemed from ignorance. I want to dwell on that. We are redeemed from ignorance. That's why Hosea uh, uh, will say that my people perish for lack of knowledge. Not because knowledge is not available, but because they reject the knowledge. So uh, whenever you reject knowledge, then you stay ignorant. Is knowledge available? Absolutely. Are the promises of God true? Yes, that's what the scripture says. For the promises of God are yea and amen. But there has to be an effort to understand how do I, uh, um, uh, are the promises of God manifested? So redemption helps us to move out of ignorance. The devil counts on man's ignorance to achieve his plans. The only weapon that the devil uses, the greatest, let me say the greatest, because there, there are many weapons that the enemy tries. The greatest weapon that the enemy uses to uh, advance his plans is to keep us in ignorance. That's how we find we are sick. That's how we find there is lack. That's how we find there is uh, uh, offense. That's how we find there is strife. All those appear or happen because somebody is ignorant in one area or another. Okay? So I will say then, ignorance is your weakest link in the spiritual warfare. Because what you don't know is killing you. <laughs> but none of you here is being killed. That's why you are here to, to receive the, the, the wisdom of the word. Ignorance is your weakest link in the warfare. The spiritual warfare, it works so much against anybody who was just say, que sera, sera. Que sera, sera will take you to the other corner. Well, your victory is on, on this other corner. You understand? Romans 8.4, in the Passion Translation, Romans 8.4, this is what it says. So, 
So now, every righteous requirement of the law can be fulfilled through the anointed one living his life in us. Is the anointed one living his life in us? Yes. That's why we have the, the Holy Spirit dwelling in us. And then it says, and we are free to live not according to our flesh, but by the dynamic power of the Holy Spirit. We are not just living or existing. There is a dynamic power that is working within us and it is releasing the understanding of the word of God so that we can start moving in the victory that God has already appropriated for us. John 16, 26, in the Amplified Classic Version, in the Amplified AMPC, John 16, 26. Mm -hmm. I hope that's the same one. The scripture that talks about by the comforter, the counselor, the helper. Maybe I got that uh, reference wrong. But let me read it from my version. Uh, maybe I got the, the reference wrong. It says that, but the comforter, counselor, helper, intercessor, advocate, strengthener, standby, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, in my place to represent me and act on my behalf, he will teach you all things. He will cause you to recall, will remind you of, bring to your remembrance everything, everything I have told you. That's the power that lies within us. He is the all-knowing. Uh, we, we read there in Romans 4 that God is living in us. The anointed one is living in us. And that anointed one is in the form of the Holy Spirit. And I started by saying that we've been, the pastor has been prepping us to position us to be able to walk victoriously, to uh, um, um, uh, moving in the direction of victory against what is coming. So then they, they, we cannot do that be, without the Holy Spirit because there will be times we will need his counsel. There will be a lot of time we will even need him as the advocate. There will be situations you will face and you're like, I do not have a clue how this I can do. But as you seek the Holy Spirit within you, he is our guide. So he advocates for you how you will shift through. There will be a lot of times that you will need him as the intercessor. Romans 8.26 says what? We don't even know how to pray accurately. But as we use him, he prays according to God on our behalf. That means the prayers that we make, they are so accurate, they will always hit the target. You know, it's one thing to pray. You can pray for hours, but you're going around the mountain or you're going uh, the direction that is against your intended uh, 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 arrival position. But when, you, you, when you're praying in the Holy Spirit and you're allowing him to lead you, then he's always hitting the target because he knows everything in the spiritual realm. 
and, 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 and so for us to walk in the victory of what we are engaging in, we must be very deliberate on praying in tongues a lot and using the Holy Spirit a lot and listening to the Holy Spirit so much more. You understand? Then I will say this, God is always ahead of the game. That's what he, was, he has been doing. He's been preparing this body to prep us ahead of what is coming. Because God is never caught unaware. He's always, always ahead of the game. God is highly organized. Why would he prepare us and prep us? and position us, and reveal to us, and, 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 and teach us so much, because he is highly organized. I don't know about you, but if you've ever worked with people who are disorganized, you make three steps, and then you make five steps backwards, because you started here, and you were heading there, and you went there, and then they took you back. Because of disorganization. That's why the Bible says God is not the author of confusion. So then the preparation he's been making us, uh, 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 preparing us for, is because he is so organized, he does not want us to be caught unawares by what we have to engage in. Okay? He is highly organized. He provides answers before we recognize the need. That's why whenever we go to God, we are not surprising him with the, quest, with the prayers we are making or the requests we are making. Remember, there's a scripture that says, before you even say a word, I already, <laughs> I already know. And sometimes I used to, uh, to, to ask my friends, then why do we need to pray? He already know. Why does he ask us to pray? Okay. But you recognize, again, God is, is a gentleman. He won't force you to have what he has prepared. It's like you, Professor, you, you know, I know you, you make wonderful dishes. One, I, can, I always imagine your kitchen. <laughs> you know, when you are a, a, a professor nutritionist, can you, I feel you people, it's one thing to be a, a cook and a chef. It's another thing to be a prof nutritionist and you like cooking. I think one day we will go there. Not the whole church. Just call us, some of us. <laughs> I'm joking. But I always imagine, because the, the, thought, the thought process that has gone through the meals that that individual will prepare, you know they know the carbs, they know the, the vitamins, they know the proteins, and in the ratio they ought to. If you are like me, you just want proteins, that's it. That's why I'm an egg woman. I just like protein. <laughs> I can do live with milk and, uh, and cheese and eggs. But if I went to professor, professor's house, he would tell me, no, your diet is not correct. That's how organized God is. He already prepares the answer before we, we, uh, we ask the, uh, uh, we, we go before him in, in prayer. And uh, I, you, I, 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 I know you know you know how organized God is because when we go to the book of Genesis, it talks about that for for six days, five days, He was preparing the the earth. 
who was making things in order, creating things in order, creating, dividing the sea and the earth and, and the dust, and he was make, uh, uh, telling the seas, you can only come this far, because he knew Adam and Eve will be strolling on the beach. You understand? Then, when everything was ready, then on the sixth day, the Bible says he created man. That means he had already provided everything that man will ever require. And all man needed to do was to open his mouth and name the things. You understand? The Bible doesn't say man created anything. He was only told to name them. And that is what prayer is. Prayer is naming what you want from a pot that is already full. Your bucket of blessings is full. It's you to name what you need with your, with your prayers and, and your faith. Okay? So then I can say that God is in, always in an advanced mode. God is not react, rea, reactionary. Okay? He doesn't react to things. It's, it's us who react to things. God is always in advance. He already knows what is coming. He's already set in motion how he will work it out. So it's us who have to catch up with God. So again, I will uh, uh, reference what Pastor has been speaking over the past uh, few weeks. I started by saying that he has been preparing us. And I believe what has been happening is that we, we were being positioned as a body to live the life of the spirit by design, not by default. Nobody lives the life of the spirit by default. You understand what I mean? If you're not designing your life, that's why Paul would say, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Because if you're not working it out, you are letting it become a default life. Okay? So pastor, during the Pentecost, he majored a lot on reminding us of the power we possess within us. You can remember that service where we were power packed. Oh, you, you forgot. <laughs> we were reminded of the dynamite power that is within us during the Pentecost. Then part one to four of living by truth. You remember it? Yeah, you remember. Part one to four. Please go and take your notes. You can't be good note takers. You need to take the notes and read them. Okay? Yeah. It's, he's, been, it's been, he's been getting, uh, it's, uh, uh, rather I would say he's been teaching us on getting rid of opportunistic lifestyles. Living by the truth is living, is designing your life through the word. Okay? So I will say then lack of intentionality uh, uh, or uh, uh, casualness, carelessness, popularism, you know, all those is living a life of hoping without engaging. You can be saying, uh, you know, the, the famous one, I hope, I sure hope things come out well. That, that's not a statement of faith. <laughs> it's very common and popular, but it is not a statement of faith. I sure hope things will come out well. It's like you're talking about a God that is not truthful. 
And the Bible says, forever, O God, your word is settled in heaven. That word is a sure word. Perfectly sure word. It's not, I hope everything comes out well. That hoping does not <laughs> arrive you somewhere. Okay? Then I will say that God, uh, sorry, Pastor last Sunday, I think it was last Sunday, past, yes, last Sunday, he taught, he, he, his, his message was about God, huh? a consuming fire. Yes, you were present. <laughs> he spoke about God as a consuming fire, and I believe he was giving us assurance to face the future with great confidence. When he was talking about, remember all the, 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 the scriptures, there were so many scriptures that he was referencing about God as the consuming fire or the seven spirits of God uh, uh, being at fire. A lot of scriptures in the book of Revelation, go to your notes please, you will find them. It was establishing our assurance to face the future with great confidence so that we can come out unscathed in what is happening, okay? No matter what is happening, may it be the finance bill, anybody has had it? <laughs> may it be the tripling of, your, of the uh, uh, matatu fares? If you are like me, you ask a question, how does 16% translate to 30% increase? But you know, nobody has asked me that question, so I might as well answer myself and be in faith. <laughs> you understand? There are so many things that will happen that will, you won't be referenced. Your viewpoint will be null and void. Therefore, you might as well make your viewpoint the word of God. Because if you try to engage in that viewpoint, you're wasting your time. They don't ask you. Okay? So, but then, they don't rule my life. Okay? So he was, it was, that message was preparing us recently to be confident and fully trust our God to face the, the life that, that, that we are going to face. So irrespective of the finance bill, or I don't know, I had something about the court case with uh, some other people that are supposed to be uh, in charge of some offices that are important in the land, I mean, you know, uh, all those levels of confusion. And then some supposedly demos that are coming. You understand? All those don't mean much to you if you understand God as a consuming fire. He is able to nullify them in a twinkling of an eye and turn around the whole case. And the, the reality is that we will come out unscathed. Why? Because we've been prepared for what is coming. So it's us to solidify what we know. That's what knowledge does to you. When you know, I, I'm sure, those who are learning, let me use you, Professor, again, because I know she travels extensively to go and give big talks to big meetings and conferences. When she is told she's invited to go there, you think she starts crying and wonder, now I'm traveling the, next week, what will I say? Why does she not wonder? She's knowledgeable. When you're knowledgeable, you are in your element. So you walk with your shoulders high, and you're like, I don't know what you throw, devil, but bring it on. I already know the outcome of this whole game. 
My God has already made the provision for my life. So I don't care whether there are demos. I don't care whether there is a finance bill. I don't care whether there is a CS in office. I don't care whether there are jobs or not. I don't care. Because I don't live by the elements of this natural realm. I live in the element of the third realm. I have actually gone ahead, be, uh, above this natural realm, over the second realm. I'm in the third realm. I'm ruling. I belong where fire comes from. You understand? I'm not lighting the little fires down here. In Jesus' name. So we, we will come out unscathed irrespective of what is happening. And that's why God has been prepping us. Uh, okay, thank, thank God. I'll get there with my tiny gadget, but we are, we are moving on. So, uh, so then the Holy Spirit has been teaching us so that we can implement acts of faith. What God has been releasing in this body is acts of faith so that we can take action with the word and position ourselves where there is a hedge of protection from the damage that is ahead or, or that is already manifesting, okay? So faith hears in order to do. So you, we can't be hearing, but we are not doers of the word. So the purpose of, of hearing and the reason the Holy Spirit will speak to us is so that we can be doers of what we hear. So faith hears for, with the objective to do what it has had. Because you can hear, and if you don't do anything with it, then you have not mixed the, your, uh, the word with faith. So faith uh, enables you to act uh, on the word you have had. So I go back to saying that ignorance always keeps you at the tail end of, spir of the spiritual process. Where you are ignorant, <laughs> you are at the tail end. Because the same thing that is eating you up and keeping you, uh, 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 giving you sleepless nights, somebody cracked it and went ahead <laughs> and moved ahead. That's why in a class, you have some who are A grades, others are B, others are C, and in the same class, I think they are given something and they call it F because they don't, just don't want to say you didn't get nothing. You understand? All these people were in the same class. It's the same way in the spiritual realm. Everybody that sits in this sanctuary and, is, uh, and, and hears the word of God, they, is, it, they, they have the same opportunity. So the advancement or the progress of our lives is dependent on how or, uh, the, 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 uh, the faith acts that we put to the word that we have. So knowledge has been revealed. But if you reject that part of knowledge, you don't move forward. And nobody forces you. Even God doesn't force you. You understand. Well, the scripture we opened with in the Hosea, it says, my people perish for lack of knowledge because they have rejected knowledge. And then it went on to say, and I have rejected you to make you priests. So when you talk about the word priest, what does it talk about? It talks about uh, the authority. Because the kingdom of God serves violent, and the violent take it by force. 
So if you're not applying the authority of the word on the area where you need, you will stay stagnant somewhere. Where the word has the power to propel you to go where you need to be. So that's what a, priest, a priesthood is. Is you are ahead and you are in authority and you are correctly positioned. So that's why you will say, okay, you can argue with, you have the knowledge about, let me give an example. There are many examples I could use, but let me use the example of a tithing. You know tithing is, is well, it was, okay, people now say it was in the Old Testament, but the Bible says forever, O Lord, your word is settled. The word of God is, does not change with time. It does not change with time. The only thing that changed is that people are not judged the same way in the New Testament. But the word is the same. Because God never changes. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So if you're to stand and argue on the principle of tithe and say as in the Old Testament, you know you get stuck there. But there are others who believe they are moving on. And they are seeing the fruitfulness of their obedience to the word of God. That's what I'm saying. We hear faith here so that it can take the action required. And then a shift from one position to the next position. Okay? All right. So, so I said uh, uh, ignorance always keeps you at the tail end of the, the spiritual process. I, 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 I would say this means that it makes it late, late for us laying hold of the purpose of God. Ignorance. It's only ignorance that delays us from laying hold of the purposes of God in every area. It doesn't matter which area. It will, it will make things late. It, it will cause us to be late in laying hold of the purposes of God. I, I looked at uh, our, our, on Sunday when Pastor was praying for the youth. And uh, as we were praying, I was shocked because I thought 90% of this church is youth. <laughs> they identify a youth. I thought, am I the only old, old person here? <laughs> everybody, everybody here is coming <laughs> to be prayed as a youth. And I said, Wendy, Wendy has a lot of <laughs> work to do. But then you know what? Then it means there ought to be a lot of youth activity happening in this church. Because if 90% of the ministry identify as youth, can you imagine Ecclesiastes, I think it's 11, says that young people serve the Lord in your, when you are young. So I call them out to serve the Lord. If they are all young, then they ought to, be, to come out to serve the Lord. So in the prayer meetings that I hold there in the morning, 90% should be youth. Exactly. 90% of them should be, if that is the ratio, the correct ratio, which I think it was, <laughs> if that is the correct ratio, then some people are late. I'm not judging you, youth, Mnaskia. I'm not judging you, the youth. I'm just making a statement. Then there ought to be a lot of youth activities. Because I, I remember uh, the, uh, uh, years back when I got born again, actually the person who... Who, who bathed me in Christianity was a young, young girl, young girl. She, 
on fire for God. I remember on Sundays, every Sunday after the service, we used to have a, a couple of services, and she would go, go for the early morning service, and with a bunch of you, they will go evangelizing to hospitals every Sunday. And they will come, we will have a service in the evening, and they will come back and they will say, in Mpisha, we got 20 people born again. In Aga Khan, that, uh, six people, Kenyatta, Kenyatta Hospital always had masses. You can imagine the effectiveness of such a young person. Why? Because they were on fire for God. They had understood the calling of God at an early age. I ever praise the Lord for her because I don't know, maybe I, I would, God, God would have called me somehow, but she labored for me. So I'm grateful for her labor. So she didn't, because she didn't get laid, I probably didn't die because I was online for death. That I know. I won't tell you how, but I know. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was on that lane. But one little young girl, she was, I mean, she was, I think she was 18 or 19, young girl, but on fire for God. And she would go pray and fasting for three weeks. And she would come back and say, I know you'll get born again. I've been speaking to God. Three weeks for me. For me. Moi, moi, moi. For me. Three weeks. That's how the love of God is. But it took somebody who will be deliberate to lay hold of the purposes of God. So why do I say that? That what God, a pastor has been prepping us for, we have to be very intentional to lay hold of that life. The life of living by the truth. Because the world is not getting nice. Is, we are reading, we are coming close to the demarcation of the righteous and the wicked. And the boundary will be seen. <laughs> because the Bible says that when the foundations are shaken, what shall the righteous do? So then we must be amongst the righteous where the, the glory of the Lord will surround and saturate us so that the enemy cannot penetrate us. So living, how? By the truth. Living by the truth and, and, and using the power within us. We can't afford to be sleeping 16 hours of the 24 hours. <laughs> you understand? And saying, kumedhoka. Kumedhoka, wake up. I mean, it, that says things are bad in your language. <laughs> in my language, it's kumedhoka. But in your language, things are very bad. You understand? So, I'm saying this to say that church, we don't have an excuse. We don't have an excuse to be victorious. So, so when I started by saying, are you ready for victory? Then I'm saying, are you ready for the warfare? It's going to be a warfare. We are not, we are not in, a walk or in a park somewhere. We are in a war zone. Are you ready for warfare? If 90% of the, this church community is youth, who is calling them forth and making intercession for them to hear God? Of course, they have their part to play. But do you know, we, you read the, the epistles and you see how Paul used to labor for the ministers that were below, the, below him. See, he's the one who, uh, who uh, uh, took the hand of Timothy. 
and the others and show them the path. So then I will still go back to the oldies uh, like me and others and say, are you doing your part? Or are you saying I'm about to retire? <laughs> you, know, you know everybody can have an excuse. The, the, yeah, the young can say, this is my vijana. It's okay, this is my vijana. And then as we can say, ah, what, what, eh? retirement. So, and then who is in between, who is taking the baton? I had pastor the other day standing there saying that he's believing God for the, the, eh? his successor. His successor is not coming from England. He is, <laughs> the successor of our pastor is seated right here, but he's the successor here. Because you know God, God, I said, I said God is not another of confusion. He's organized. By the time, the labor that our Reverend and Pastor Carla did, you see, he knew how the generation would transition to our pastor. Then by now, then there ought to be somebody that is saying, I am, I am the one that is taking the baton. You understand? Because the labor that has gone into this work, it can only multiply. It doesn't diminish then that means that there has to be maybe it's one or two or three or four or five. I don't know because a lot is in the ground. But do you know it can't come out unless there are people that are serious about the work of God. They are intentional to carry the work of God. They are saying I'll be counted to do the work of God in this ministry. Not, not so for the ministry, but for the kingdom of God. The scripture says of his kingdom, there shall be no end. So it's not ending with me. I'll die, but it will not end with me. My own children may not take it up, but I have spiritual children somewhere. How do I know? I'm laboring in prayer. To say, God, my, 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 my posterity is their spiritual posterity. So what God has been doing with us in the last couple of weeks uh, when pastor has been preparing us is so that we can position ourselves to win. Every time there is a battle, the aim of every side is to win. Nobody goes to a battle to lose. Have you ever seen a football team that is... Marching to the sea, we are losing, we are losing, we are losing. Have you ever seen? Every one of them comes there with their songs, with their cheerleaders, with their say, and of course, some, somebody will lose. <laughs> but at least they did their bit. They brought their cheerleaders, they brought, brought their songs, they brought their whatever they brought, but they, their anticipation is that they win. But do you know they prepare? They, they don't wake up from last night, they were in a nightclub, and they were, oh, we have a match today. And then they put on, and they, that's not correct. They, they, you understand? That's why I'm saying that. Are we ready for victory? I'm asking myself, am I ready for victory? Because this thing is not a walk in the park. We are in serious business in the spiritual realm. Yeah, we can look at things and say, the politicians, I don't know, is this one, is this, is none of them. There is the devil at play. 
And he, his plan is to kill, to steal, and to destroy. That's why the Bible says, like a roaring lion. He is not coming nicely, quietly. He is loud and forceful and deliberate. He wants to come and take over. But he's not taking my portion in Jesus' name. So we are declaring tonight. That's what we want to do. We want to pray and declare in the name of Jesus that our portion is, is victory. Nothing less, nothing less than victory. So then we cannot face the coming days acting ignorance. This body of victory faith, nobody here can act ignorance. They say, oh, I'm surprised this happened. I wonder what, oh, this is, you are ready. I'm coming to remind you, you are ready. You are ready. You have been equipped. Right from Pentecost, you can count the other years beyond. But for this purposes, I'm saying, I am a witness. From Pentecost, the pastor has been readying you. You're ready to wage warfare. You're ready to overcome. You're ready not to be swallowed by what is happening, you're ready. So you will see, even, even when you face difficult circumstances, because remember, the, uh, our enemy is, is, is serious, but the, thank God he doesn't have the power of our God. But I say he is aggressive. So you have to stay aware and alert that he will attempt anyway from whichever corner. Some from home, some from children, some from your jobs, some from your bosses, some from whatever corner. But all that cannot shake us. So I will say then, we cannot act ignorant. So I'm saying that to say that we cannot be defeated because we have knowledge. And we are using that knowledge. We are acting on that knowledge so that we are ahead of the game. We are also advancing with our God. So when the enemy tries to come, he, he finds every area is covered. We are leaving no gaps in the spiritual realm. So the power of victory is within us. That's what the Holy Spirit is doing for us. So tonight, I'd like us to pray. Uh, let's, uh, guys, if you can put Psalms 46 in the Passion Translation, I'd like us to read that and pray with it to, uh, tonight. Just get a lot of good things there talking about the victory that God has already provided for us, so that we pray together, praying for the nation, pray for the, the youth of this ministry, literally. We need, we need, we believe in God for a dynamic youth ministry. Yeah, we're believing God for a dynamic youth ministry because that's what, that's, that's what this should be. So this is what the scripture says. we we'll read in the Passion Translation, thank you, uh, it says, uh, God, you're such an, an, a safe and powerful place to find refuge. Do you find your refuge? It's right there with God. You are a proven help in time of trouble. Is there trouble? Yes, there's trouble. But God is a proven help. More than enough and always available whenever I need you. Hey, what more do you want? Whenever, always, more than enough, you, you can't use all of God. 
<laughs> it's enough for everybody and more than enough for everybody. Okay? Available. So we will never fear in Jesus' name. Even if structure of support were to crumble away. Because we are not looking at the, at the structures that are earthly. So they may crumble, but that doesn't affect us. We will not fear even when the earth quakes and shakes, moving mountains and casting them into the sea. For the raging roar of stormy winds and crashing waves cannot erode our faith in you. I like that. There's nothing that can erode my faith in God. I don't, I, it doesn't matter. It's not family, it's not children, it's not money. Nothing can erode my faith in God. Uh -huh. Pause in his presence. It's something to ponder, to proclaim. Nothing can erode my faith in God. Let's move on. God has a constantly flowing river whose sparkling streams bring joy and delight to his people. His river flows right through the city of God Mosai, which is the city of God Mosai. I know in this, this context is talking about Jerusalem, but now we are the city of God. Our heart is the city of God. And it says, into his holy dwelling places. Where does the Holy Spirit dwell? In me, we are the temple of God where his, the, uh, uh, his spirit dwells, okay? God is in the midst of a city, secure and never shaken. At daybreak, his help will be seen with the appearing of the dawn. When the nations are in uproar with their tottering kingdoms, God simply raises his voice and the earth begins to disintegrate before him. Look at who is fighting on our side. They are ranging, they are roaring, they are shouting, they are tottering, and he's just looking down at them and saying, don't touch my anointed. Don't touch her. <laughs> that, that, no, not that one. It's too special for you. Okay, so here he comes, the commander, the mighty Lord of angel armies is on our side. The God of Jacob fights for us. Pause in his presence. Everyone, look, come and see the breathtaking wonders of our God, for he brings both ruin and revival. He's the one who makes conflicts end throughout the earth. Do you see that? It's not politics that brings conflicts to end. It, there is the UN is just eating money. It cannot bring any conflict to end. UN, it cannot. It, cannot. it doesn't have the power until God says so, okay? Mm -hmm. He's the one who makes conflicts end throughout the, the earth, breaking and burning every weapon of war. Surrender your anxiety. In other words, just have a good life. Enjoy your peace. Yeah, worry doesn't change nothing until he says it's case sera sera. So can you just agree with him and stop your anxieties? It doesn't matter who is not on your side. It doesn't matter who is not on your side. Be silent and stop your striving and you will see that I am God. I'm the God above all nations and I will be exalted throughout the whole Earth. Is that God worth talking to? He, ha he carries the power. He carries the knowledge. He carries the command. He has all the weapons. So, what more do you want? 
Rise up, we pray to that God. <laughs> Amen. Let's pray to our God. He's mighty. He's powerful. He's awesome. He is always, constantly available to aid us. Father, tonight, we are grateful for positioning us for victory as Victory Faith Church. You have prepared our hearts with your word. You have allowed us to see the, the, uh, the, the, the victory that your spirit within us carries. And you have allowed us to see that you are on your side. So tonight, as we petition you, our God, in prayer and intercession, we do so with confidence. We do so with understanding. We are making our faith agree with your word that we are victorious as a church and we are victorious as a nation. Doesn't matter how it looks in the natural. We are positioning ourselves in the spiritual realm to declare the will of God and to establish the purposes of God and to say that we know this nation as well. So tonight we pray positively. Our prayers are prayers of joy. They are prayers of peace. They are prayers of faith. They are prayers of establishment. We are demolishing kingdoms of this world. And we are building the kingdom of our God with our faith prayers tonight, O oh God. Holy Spirit, you are our aid. We yield our thanks to you that we may make prayers that are in agreement with what heaven wants to be established even on earth tonight, O oh God. We thank you for aiding us. Let's just pray in thanks tonight. Please come and pray for the youth. Come and pray for the youth. We want to believe God for a zealous youth. People, the Acts says that what David, after he had served his generation, rested with the Lord. So the the youth, the youth of this church, should take the zeal of the Lord and serve their generation too. So just pray for them. They just are starting. Father, we thank you. We praise you for your word, the Lord, that your word is true. And Lord Jesus, we thank you for the wisdom of God that has been brought forth, Lord Jesus. And Father, we thank you for us stirring up in the heart of the youth of this ministry into the truth and the word of God in the mighty name of Jesus. I thank you for the stirring up of our hearts and a hunger for the truth and the word of God in the mighty name of Jesus. That it shall be known of the youth of Victory Faith Church, Lord Jesus, that they prioritize the word of God and the word of God is final authority in their lives, Lord. Lord Jesus. That Lord, we thank you that the youth of this ministry shall be taught of you, and great shall be their peace in the mighty name of Jesus. In righteousness they shall be established and far from oppression, for they shall not fear. The Lord, I thank you, and I praise you that no weapon formed against this youth will ever prosper, and every tongue that rises against them in condemnation shall be condemned, Lord Jesus. I thank you that every word that has been spoken concerning them that is not of you, Lord Jesus, I thank you that 
that there is an establishment and there is a rooting out and there is the establishment of the truth of the word of God. That Lord, there is a seeing and a hearing that they are stepping into in the mighty name of Jesus. And Lord, I thank you that blessed are their eyes for they see and blessed their ears for they hear, Lord Jesus. We bind every aspect of spiritual blindness and every aspect of deafness in the mighty name of Jesus. And Lord Jesus, I thank you for our stirring up in the hearts of the youth that they will begin to see and they will begin to see and see things in the realm of the spirit and begin to actualize them in the mighty name of Jesus. And Lord, I thank you that they will begin to hear things in the realm of the spirit. And Lord, I thank you they will begin to see and hear things in the mighty name of Jesus. And Lord, we will be stirring them in, into the truth and into the presence of God in the mighty name of Jesus. That they will be drawn to the presence of God. That through the being, them being drawn into the presence of God, Lord Jesus, I thank you that you are stirring them in their hearts, the fire, the fire that will bring forth the will of God and stir them and break free from every form of addiction, everything that has hindered them from moving forward in the mighty name of Jesus. Every form of failure that has hindered them from moving into the plan of God, I thank you that there is a stirring up in the truth of the word of God, that they will begin to see themselves as a success and not as a failure in the mighty name of Jesus. That they will begin to see themselves in the reality of the word of God in the mighty name of Jesus. In the truth of the word of God in the mighty name of Jesus. That Lord I thank you for cycles of defeat, cycles of failure are being broken off in the mighty name of Jesus. Cycles of defeat and failure. The Lord I thank you. There is a rooting out Lord Jesus and there is an establishment of the truth of the the word of God, the blessing of the Lord working in them in the mighty name of Jesus, that they will begin to be leaders in their areas of influence in the mighty name of Jesus, that they will begin to lead in areas, Lord Jesus. And I thank you for that stirring up into the purposes and the will of God in the mighty name of Jesus, that they will begin to see the will of God, that Lord Jesus, I thank you that they shall acquaint with you in the mighty name of Jesus, that they will agree with you and they will show themselves conformed to your will in the mighty name of Jesus. And we thank you and we praise you that this shall be our testimony that our youth are acquainted with you, Lord Jesus, and they agree with you and they show themselves conformed to the will of God. The Lord, I thank you they are not conformed to this world, but they are conformed to the truth of the word of God. And we thank you, Lord, and we praise you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray and believe. Amen. Professor, come and pray for the nation, please. Heavenly Father, we continue to pray and believe in your word for tonight. We pray for the nation of Kenya. The nation of Kenya has already been prophesied on. It's a spiritual hub. It's a springboard for the word of God. And your word that you have already sent forth shall not go back to your way. You are looking for a, a nation like the Israel nation, a chosen nation in this region. And in accordance to the prophets that went forth from our pastor, Pastor Kala, you are choosing Kenya. You have chosen Kenya to be that unique nation that you will use Heavenly Father. And all the other nations will look to us and wonder what is happening. They will be asking themselves, what is happening in Kenya? 
But what we are seeing is God, is the Spirit, is what is happening in Kenya. And you are about, Heavenly Father, to break forth because, Heavenly Father, you said where there is a raging war, victory is just at the doorsteps. And you are about to release us into even more wonderful things that we have never seen before. Our pastor told us at the beginning of this year that we are going to experience better things than we have ever experienced before, Heavenly Father. And we are drawing closer and closer to that season, even as we call forth our youth to take their place and to stand. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for the word and in accordance to Ephesians 6, which as as we declare, Lord Heavenly Father, that you have told us, Lord God, that finally we should be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power and put on the full armor of God so that we, we can take our stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against the flesh and the blood, but against the rulers and against authorities, against powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, we put on our full armor tonight, O God, so that when the day of evil comes, we shall be able to stand our ground, and after it's done, we shall stand. Stand firmly, we shall we declare that we shall stand firmly with the belt of truth buckled around our waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with our feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition, all this will take up the shield of faith with which you extinguished all the flame arrows of evil one and take on the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the word of god and pray in the praying in the spirit at all times with all kinds of prayers and requests with the, with this in mind we shall be alert and always keep on praying for all the lord's people we pray also for our ministers of the word of god that whatever they speak the words may be given to them so that with fearlessness may make the mysteries of the gospel, known the mysteries of the gospel, for which they are the ambassadors. And we pray that it may declare fearlessly what you have put in their hearts. And this is our prayer tonight, Heavenly Father. And we pray, believing, giving thanks in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen and amen. Amen and amen and amen. Father, thank you. Thank you for your presence with us tonight. Thank you because we know so well that it's your presence that makes the difference in our lives. We know that there is no earthly knowledge. There is no earthly understanding. There is no wealth. There is no uh, uh, possessions that are earthly that can equate with the wisdom of knowing you, O God. So tonight we pray for the body of victory faith that this body comprehends and understands 
the, the, uh, the, the importance of living by the truth of the word of God. So we lay hold of that as a body. We pray tonight in the name of Jesus that there is fruitfulness that is coming in, uh, in the uh, congregations of this ministry, God, because they live by the word of God. They are doers of the word of God. They are not detoured or interested in anything that is earthly. For the Bible says that, 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 that it is the life of the spirit that is profitable. So tonight we declare there is profit in our members' homes, oh God, with their children, in their businesses, in every area of their calling, oh Lord our God. They are able to identify and they walk in knowledge. I declare none of them is ignorance of the purposes and the ways of God because they've sat and heard the word of God. That word is reignited in them. It is stirring up in them, oh God, that they are walking in the ways of the word of God. So tonight we seal your word by thank thanking you and blessing you and praising you and declaring that you are our utmost desire because we know you're the only one that, has, that satisfies the the longing of our hearts. Everything else is futile because outside of you there is no life. So tonight in the name of Jesus, we see this congregation in the word of God, in the life of your spirit, in the ways of God. We declare, oh Lord our God, your name is elevated in their homes. Your name is elevated in their hearts. Your name is elevated in their decisions, in the authority of the word of God that's how they live day in and day out so tonight our father we thank you for strength upon them and we honor you for our Sunday service coming we committed to your able hands oh Lord our God you will gather us again in this house on Sunday in this temple and we will come desiring you to know you in a a deeper dimension. Thank you for shifting our priorities, that our priority is to know you, O Lord our God. So on Sunday we declare the word of God will come forth. Your presence is already here and your presence abound in this house. We declare in this house on Sunday there will be healing, there will be deliverance, there will be anointing, there will be purposes that will be formed in the hearts of your people because because you will have called this convocation, we declare holiness, oh God, is our pursuit as Victory Faith Church congregation. We thank you for our pastors. We thank you for Pastor Carla as she prepares to travel to Kenya. Lord God, we bless her. We bless every part of our preparation including her, 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 her flights, oh Lord our God. May everything go according to your plan. Thank you for Pastor Davis, oh Lord our Father, and the way he has continued to be a strength to our spiritual lives. May you bless him back with his family. We thank you tonight, oh God, for every congregant and every supporting member and the leadership of this team, oh Lord our God. 
or united, we are a body that the enemy cannot shake. So tonight we declare we are victorious. We are prepared for victory. We are pursuing victory. We are pursuing victory because our God is the captain of the army of the of of of, the, of victory faith. And we thank you and we bless you tonight in Jesus' name. Amen.